8 to 10 p.m. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. The Viewpoint with Asraf Gada. So I want to just apologize for not taking um, as many of the calls as I know people wanted to call in and, and many others who sent voice notes. Um, there just was not enough time. And it does happen when you get uh, a political leader, whether it's a Musi Maimani or the ANC leadership or the EFF, uh, all the others, you, you just find that just we just don't have enough time. That's just the bottom line to it. Um, please call me is what we will talk about after 9.30. So look out for that, right? Uh, in the meantime, let me remind you, the podcast of the Dali and Pofu interview will come up tomorrow morning around 9 o'clock. So do look out for that. Now, it's interesting in terms of the news headlines talking about issues of corruption and whether it's going to cost the ANC. So what about the issue of the ANC versus the ANC? And I'm talking about Supra Mahomapelo and his problems with the ANC. Uh, he, of course, the former Premier of the North West. He's taken them to court. Why is he taken them to court? What exactly is the issue? What are the implications thereof? Uh, I will take your calls and I think we will have time for that. 0891104207. So we've got two guests. We'll get to a second guest just now. Let's start with uh, the political analyst at the Northwest University. That's Professor uh, Andre Duvenacher. Uh, Professor Duvenacher, appreciate. Uh, in fact, we're going to get to him in just a, a moment. All right. Let me just see if I I can just um, remind you of a couple of things that we do. We, with if you're going to WhatsApp voice note us, and I'm just emphasizing this point, anything beyond 30 seconds is out, unfortunately. Ideally, you need to sit around 20 seconds because we need to keep it short, tight, and sharp. Okay, Professor Andre Dubinach is with me. Thanks for your time, as always, and I appreciate your giving off your time. Let's talk about um, Supra versus the ANC. So, just give us some background firstly. What, what was the issue in terms of there was a fallout and currently there's, there's a court issue? What's, what's the problem? I think if you look at the history, there's a long history of conflict within the structures of the ANC dating back as far as 1994. And as a result of that, we always had two or more factions fighting themselves in the province, all over the place, in the different districts, etc. And uh, Supra came out as the strong man in the province. That was the early 2000s. And he basically took over the province and to a large extent. He was part of the biggest structures related to Jacob Zuma, the state capture context, and so on. And with the takeover of Cyril Ramaphosa at the end of 2017, there was a new top-down initiative. And the initiative was to take out Supra and his elite, which was perceived as very corrupt. And as a result of that, Supra fought back. There were a lot of tension and instability in the province. And at the end of the day, he resigned and his executive committee was uh, disbanded. And as a result of that, he took the, the ANC National Executive to court because he believed the process was not in order, the process didn't uh, play out the way he would like to see it, and now we are in the court. But since then, there was major changes within the structures of the ANC, and it seems as if the Job Mohoru structures related to uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, is coming out very strongly, and the position of Mr. Muamopelu and his group is a lot more difficult. Now he's at court, but 
at the same time, he would like to negotiate with his old friend, Ace Shule, mm. and see if he can map out something which is basically, to my assessment, a survival strategy of some sort. So let's pick up on the. He ultimately resigned, right? Uh, yet he complained about uh, about some of the the, the 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 structure in terms of the processes. What, what were his problems specifically around his, processes once uh, Ramaphosa became the ANC leader and then the leader of the country? I think we are talking here about two positions. The one position is premier of the province, which was an appointment of the the, the president of the country. Mm-hmm. But then he was also the chairperson of the ANC and the chairperson of the the executive structures of the ANC in the province. And his problem is not so much with the uh, position as premier, which was taken away. It was more his position within the structures of the ANC and specifically the appointment of the provincial task team. And he believed that these processes was not properly consulted on all levels. It was an arbitrary, top-down decision. It was politically motivated, and there was not enough evidence in support of this move. Okay, so so now he's taken... Well, who has he taken to court? I mean, is, would it be the president? Would it be the ANC? Who's, who's the defendant in this case, and what is the actual charge? It is basically the ANC, and if we look at the structures of the ANC, it is the National Executive Committee of the ANC, which is the highest decision-making body. And within the National Executive Committee, you can probably identify the National Working Committee of the ANC as a sort of a cabinet within the NEC. But primarily, it is against the ANC, and it's against a decision of the National Executive Committee of the ANC. I'm asked a question via uh, via Twitter, in fact, in fact, saying that, you know, in, in this battle of supervisors of the ANC, can there, can there be a winner? I don't think there can be a winner. If we look at the strategic situation, for Mr. Ramaphosa, it is critical to take a united ANC uh, towards the election of probably somewhere in May this year. And uh, Mr. Mohamopelu has enough support together with the other structures related to Zuma, to undermine the success of the ANC. And that is what they are doing. And it seems as if the Zuma group has a plan A and a plan B. The plan A is that they would like the ANC to underperform during the elections, and then they have grounds for getting rid of Mr. Ramaphosa. And I understand there's a strong momentum in that direction. Their plan B, if plan A is not playing out, is to undermine the ANC in such a way that if they are not going to accommodate them, the ANC will find it difficult to get an absolute majority. And they are doing this through the establishment of all these so-called pop-up parties the African Transformation Movement, the Maibui African Congress, and a number of others. So that is, according to my analysis, a second plan. And at the moment, I must tell you, I am picking up a lot of momentum for Jacob Zuma. I don't think he has come to the end 
of his political career. Mm. He is still fighting, and I believe if he's going to lose this battle against Ramaphosa, then he will revert back to KZN, and he will be become something of a warlord or something like this. That is my prediction in terms of his strategy for the future. Fascinating analysis. 891 That, of course, is the view of Professor Andre Dubanache. You're going to concur. You're going to disagree and argue. That's exactly why we have this platform. It's called The Viewpoint. So we'd like to get your viewpoint. Professor Dubanache is a political analyst at the Northwest University covering issues in the Northwest extensively. So, so you're saying... If I understand you, that all these stores, or these, uh, I call them stores because that's what you call them, all these these new political parties are, in fact, pop-up parties as, as pop-up stores, uh, but, but they are proxy parties for former President Zuma. Is that what you're saying? That is basically well, what I am picking up. And you will see that all the loyalists of the old Zuma elite is connected to these parties. The Moyabuya African Congress, there's definite links to Supra. The ATM is in KZN with the whole Zuma line over there. Then we have the Jimmy Manye connection. We have Claudi Motsueng and his group. And they are all clearly linked to Jacob Zuma. And I have no doubt that at some point in time, if necessary, they may combine into a new structure. And I will also mm. include the Black First, Land First, the BLF group, within that context. So yeah. I have no doubt that they are forming on a tactical level these parties, but in some point in time, they may take it up to the strategic level. But that is plan B. Plan A is to take the ANC over from within. And if I listen to some information coming from the structures of the ANC, there are people concerned that this reality may play itself out. My own assessment is it's going to be difficult, but there's enough support within the bigger Zuma context to undermine the ANC in such a way that it will be difficult to achieve an absolute majority during the 29th. Right, and you're saying that these parties, in fact, are... So, so they haven't just sprung up on their own. You're saying it's an orchestrated uh, series of pop-up parties that, that has one source, which is Zuma. That means, effectively, if I hear what you're saying, you're saying there's a strategy. They've sat down together. They've created these different brands, but the central brand is, is, uh, is Zuma, right? Yes, that is absolutely what I am saying, and uh, that is also aligned with their bigger strategy, the creation of identities on a tactical level, and then at the end of the day, you combine them in terms of a major support base. And if we just look at the African transformation movement, they have the support of huge church groups within KZN, and we also know there's a lot of ethnic nationalism involved in KZN specifically. I think over the weekend, Mr. Zuma addressed a group of people in Dakarstal, and my understanding is that there was a strong Zulu connection, probably not exclusively, but it was a dominant feature mm. in that context. Mm. All right. These are dangerous characteristics. Okay, the la- last thing on that issue, then we'll move on, which is this, that 
you saying that that uh, former President Zuma far from finished in terms of his political career. What then do you think is his political agenda and his political ambition? Well, I think at the moment that the most important thing is to survive all these court cases, not to end up in jail. That is the bottom line strategy. And I think both Plan A and Plan B, which I referred to earlier, will accommodate that position. But that is not enough. I think he would also like to consolidate his position politically, probably get someone like Eismar Gashule to become a future president, which can accommodate him together with the Supras and many others of the world. So I think he would like to play a political role, probably not as a future president of the country again, but as a person who is safeguarded against the forces coming from the ANC and Ramaphosa and from the legal and prosecution systems. I think that is his main strategy, and his strategy is based on organizing, mobilizing support in order to balance and outmaneuver these threats. Okay, what, what then do you think will happen? So you've given me lots of thoughts in terms of uh, the, the type of jockeying for positions. Uh, and, and, and of course, central to this was the issue of Super Mahomapelo, right? What do you think will happen? How will the court case play out? How will the election play out? How will the ambitions of, of President Zuma then play out, or former President yes. Zuma? Uh, these are big questions. I'm going to, to, to uh, argue very briefly about all of them. But I think the basic problem is that the uh, the, the state capture corruption within the ANC is so comprehensive. I do not think that the ANC can manage this in a proper way without killing the organization. So I am expecting at some levels a compromise behind the scenes. And that is where the Zuma strategy will play itself out. I cannot see Jacob Zuma ending up in court or uh, probably in jail. I cannot see him ending up in jail easily. So I think there will be a form of political amnesty. But this will come at a certain price. But I think that Mr. Ramaphosa, at some point in time, will be in a position to make such a deal with the argument that uh, he would like to take South Africa to a better point, get rid of corruption, He's taking out these people. Zuma is not a factor anymore, but he won't be in jail. So I think that is going to be the strategy. About the election, I think there are two scenarios at this point. Uh, the, the Ipsos Markinor and Institute of Race Relations is giving the ANC a support base around 60%, which I believe is a mm. bit high. I am reading it in, in the mid-50s. But that is only if the ANC is a unit. If there's problems, if these ATMs and all these other things are activated, it's going to be a different ballgame. And this may take the ANC below them. Now, okay. I've heard the argument that in such a case, the, the ANC may either link to the EFF, which I think is unlikely at this point, but also the possibility of linking with the DA. So then coalition politics is on the agenda. Okay, let's get let's get some calls. Uh, KK, first I will get to uh, Nzunzo in a second. KK from Richards Bay, you're on the air. Go ahead. 
Okay, KK, we'll come back to you. If you want to call in, we'll take your call right away now. Uh, Nzunzo from KZN, go ahead. Yes, Nzunzo uh, from speaking here. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the, the ANC now is dispensing some different ideas in terms of their disclosure, in terms of uh, in, uh, corruption in state capture. You know, the ANC Jefferson Kodemandashi is supposed to be in jail, but he won't be in jail because He's in the government party, and he's well-known. So the outcome that is presented by the witness won't have an insight in, in, in ANC. Like, the, the, the one, the Zuma, the Zuma one, that is one that is influential these days, that the ANC is campaigning with him. You know, that playing politics in South Africa is much like people are entertaining this, but it's also affecting the lives of the people. Because people are not getting the service delivered, yet they vote. You know, I saw a picture in uh, Facebook where uh, the ministers have beautiful houses, yet the voters don't have anything. What do we voting for? I think there should be a division, and there should be, like, no government that is operating under organization. There should be a government that is independent, like judiciary or a department on some sort of... Okay, got that. Thank you for that. Like, we'll see if we can get KK back. Uh, you may want to respond to that, uh, Professor Dubanaka. Uh, sorry, I didn't hear very clearly. If you can just uh, analyze the well, well, he, he was relating know. the issues of service delivery and, and some of the many problems that uh, that we face. But let's let just see, you know. So, okay, it's not particularly clear. Um, but but again, he's is voicing the type of concern that many people have around service deliveries and the problems, and therefore the the lack of confidence in in the ruling party right now. Maybe time for one or two more callers. Uh, p- perhaps l- let's go back then before we wrap up with yourself, because we'll get Sandile Swana to give his thoughts as well. Uh, Professor Dubinaka, let's go back to the issue of Supra after all of that, right? Uh, wh- where to for him? Well, I think he's in trouble at the moment. It seems as if his power base within Northwest is coming under pressure. And uh, if you look at the lists, he was influential, but not as influential as he would like to see it. It seems as if in the final stages, there was a loss of momentum on the side of Supra. So I think he's concerned about his own position, but from a tactical point, he's a very dangerous person. He will definitely regroup. The question is, within the structures of the ANC or outside the structures. And that is aligned with what I referred to earlier as the plan A or the plan B. But he will follow the Zuma lines, and in Eismach he has a very strong confidence. Okay, got that. Thank you for your time. Most appreciate uh, you giving your view. Now, whether we have another guest having a different view, we'll find out. That is uh, Professor uh, Andre Duvenach, who is a political analyst at the Northwest University in the Northwest, of course, right? Okay, take two, but your calls still welcome. 0891104207. It's the viewpoint. The guests have a viewpoint. You certainly have one as well. And I'd like to hear it after this. Another formerly flourishing farm, reduced to ruins with beneficiaries of government's land reform policies, left literally in the dark. Has agricultural land reform been captured by corrupt officials? Watch Special Assignment on SABC3, Sunday evening, 9.30. 8 to 10 p.m., The Viewpoint with Ashraf Ghada. 
Okay, Sandile Reswana is with me. who's a lecturer at the Bits Business School. Uh, Sandile, good chatting to you. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Ashraf. Thank you, Rab. We've had, we've had part one or take one from Professor Dubenache. Let's start with your take on, on the court case between Supra and, and the ANC. What, what do you make of it? Um, I, I, I think there's, uh, there's a bit of a simpler way of uh, also looking at it, which is to say, you know, if you are in Supra's position, you are removed and, uh, uh, from the head of the pro- he- uh, headship of the province and the headship of the ANC in the province. And you know what has been going on before, because Supra was controlling everything in the Northwest. So now Supra has got to um, to find a way of coming back, and the ANC may or may not have had administrative mistakes, uh, but from Supra's point of view, he certainly wants to regain power because it is actually better for him and his crew if one way or the other they have some control. But we'll get uh, into those details uh, as we go along. Yeah. Well, what do, what do you make as the biggest issues then being you know debated uh, outside of court and in court between between Supra and the ANC? Yes, there is there is a discussion. Uh, there is a right up until the court case closed. Uh, there were discussions between Supra and 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 the ANC, and, and 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 it's very tough. I mean, when you talk to people who are working in municipalities, government departments, and those, the factions are very much alive in the northwest. So there's a lot to talk about to try and calm down the problem. Uh, 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 people perhaps had this idea that you can just get rid of Supra and that will be the end of it. That experiment was done once successfully with Tabombegi. Uh, the Zuma crew doesn't work like that. The Zuma crew has a staying power, and they fight in, uh, to the last man standing. So, so there are issues. Uh, so in the Northwest, you have to be aware that they've managed to put in, they took out Supra as the premier, uh, and they've installed Job as their person there. And... Um, which then means now you have a, a, a task team that the provincial task team that they've put in. You have this new government they've put in. Then you have this group of supra that is running a parallel to all these structures. Because the court has not said that supra and his crew do not have local standing. It means if you don't have local standing in court, it means actually you are standing up for something you should not be standing up. So Supra is standing up on behalf of the province's previous position, and these ones, these supporters are standing on behalf of their current regions. They are in charge in the regions, and, and the court has recognized them that they can speak on behalf of the regions. So, yeah, there is power is distributed all over the show. And uh, to put it crudely, Supra wants, number one, uh, his people to be in place, to, to perhaps cover up and delay the legal processes that should come up. Because there are processes. I mean, if there is a big, the biggest thing that Supra doesn't want to do is to go to jail. Mm. Do, do you see this as a, as a Supra case or, or do you see this as a Zuma case? I think there are consultations. Uh, when I look at the character of, 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 of how things go on, I can see in my in my own mind. I look at at Supra um, in his tactics and so on. You, I, I, I think there's there's a, a concerted effort, there's coordination. Um, 
And Zuma does want to assert himself as somebody who's very relevant, who's got support, and those who are known to be strongest supporters also have got to do everything possible to demonstrate that they are not supporting Zuma as single individuals, but they've got support on the ground. Uh, so, so from that point of view, uh, that issue is there, and, 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 and I think it would have been very naive for many of us to think that you can have one election in Nazareth you go down to 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 go down there, and you have one election, and it's the end of the game for Zuma. I, I think that was very naive. Mm. Okay, let's get some calls. KK, we've got you back. Thank goodness for that. Go ahead, KK. KK, do I have you there? Yes, yes, yes. All right, you have me. Go, go ahead, KK. Yes, I think I think the professor uh, is right there when he says a uh, uh, this a. Uh, 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 pop up a uh, political party, they are just there uh, because uh, they, these people they are fighting and they want to protect themselves uh, in, in in the issues that they have of corruption. And I think as well, Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, when he, he he managed to come up with this Chumamina uh, and the, the the commission as well, he wanted to 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 to, to uh, to, 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 to show uh, that there is corruption within the country. Uh, and uh, you want the, those who are implicated in this corruption so that they can be revealed, so that the whole nation can be able to see that uh, his, his government that is coming with uh, is not really the idea uh, to root out the corruption which has been there for a long time that people they've been talking about as well. Okay, got that. Thank you. Thank you for your call, KK. Let's get another call, then we'll get uh, Sandile to just respond to that as well. And if you, uh, maybe one or two more calls as well, welcome 0891-104-207. Bongani, you're on the air. Go ahead. What's your viewpoint? My viewpoint is, uh, uh, I do agree with the, uh, with the professor and, and your president, the previous caller. Uh, uh, my view is that uh, this is the beginning of the end of the ANC. Uh, I if I say this here, uh, from what I get from the, the, the inquiries that are happening around here, it seems as if there's no one that is, only the few that is clean in the ANC. So now tell me, if there's only few in the ANC that are clean, who's going to campaign for them? And then they don't stand any chance, and then that's the beginning of the end. Unless it seems a mouth will be wise enough, and then just to... Give uh, us the South Africans uh, a confidence, take us into his, into, into his confidence that uh, come uh, uh, after the elections, and then this is what they're going to do. Hence, this uh, com- uh, commission of inquiries, they are just uh, a mirror for, for, for us as a country to look at what actually happened to, to find uh, that put us uh, at the stage where we find ourselves in. So, um, my, my view is just, is just to say, Hey, this is the beginning of the end of the ANC. That is all said. Thanks a lot. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, let's uh, let, uh, let's take another call, uh, which is uh, Tandiswa from the northwest. Tandiswa, hello. Yes, Afas. Afas, how are you? I'm good indeed. Good talking to you. Yes, good. Afas, you remember what uh, Batabile Ramin said last uh, last uh, last year? He said all NEC members they have smaller than a skeleton. Mm, mm. Now my point is. You know, in the Northwest, 
you must remember Supra when we go to a conference. Uh, the Botswana region was denied uh, at voting rights to vote in the conference. Eh? Yeah. And then these people of NEC, Supra was holding a, a key position, strategic uh, in the conference. Now they thought if Supra was uh, supporting Nkosana Zuma, you see? And then the outcomes, when they come out, they said Ramaphosa is the president. Why they have to punish Supra because he was supporting uh, Ramaphosa uh, You see, there's nothing, even this PTT, they are fighting alone. They are fighting alone among themselves you see, for, for position to go to parliament. It's wrong today for NEC to disband our PEC without consulting even the branches of the ANC. The branches have the powers. Is them put all these people in the NEC. Thank mm. you, Asai. All right, there we are. Thank you for that call. Uh, let's get a response. Uh, in fact, maybe there's a one more call. Let me just do that. Then we'll get Sandile with the range of opinions. Uh, it's called African. African from the Free State. Hello. Yes, how are you? Yeah, good Good talking to you. Go ahead. I'm fine. You know, and this, these guys are fighting a, a losing battle because now I'm in the Free State now. 99.9% of the people are angry and hungry. Those people who have been benefiting from those guys are the people who are helping these guys with our own resources. I'm telling you, I'm in the free state presently. I'm telling you now, people are hungry and angry. Those few people who have been benefiting from the guys are the people who are helping these guys with our own resources. Let's... let's, uh, 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 those, that, that guy from uh, Northwest and the guy, uh, our, our general secretary, mm-hmm. they must forget. They must go and rot in jail. I'm in the first People are, you know, people are, are, are so angry. I'm telling you, even presently, today, not when, today, people were saying, like, right, guys, have you noticed what is going on as far as the commission is concerned? Whose money is there? So, yeah, Prof, that thing is like that. And they are, they are fighting a, a losing battle. Okay. And I know that you, call, you say our, I'm so very much part of, of the ANC. I mean, that's how it comes across. Would you still vote then ANC in spite of your serious concerns about maladministration and poor management? African? I think we've... Just lost him. Okay, Sandile, uh, let's get let's get back to you. Lots of uh, opinions there, Sandile Swana, with me from the Vets Business School. Re- respond to those. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we need to, to 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 also be aware of the tactics of Mahomapilo. Uh, Mahomapilo has said that look, the issue here is that let's fight the election together. In other words, in as much as there are all these factions, because there are factions, sometimes when you talk to ANC people, they want to tell you there's no factions. The factions are aligned, especially in the Northwest. So Supra is saying, guys, let's fight the election together as one united ANC. Then after the elections, we agree on certain things. So there are mistakes that have been made. For instance, uh, if people were angry and they kicked out Supra unprocedurally, the court will find against them. Mm-hmm. Then Supra, after the election, is able to then negotiate with them on the reconstitution of the structures in the Northwest. 
because that is the first thing that Supra wants. He must be part of the process that decides who gets what position in the Northwest. And if the ANC loses this court battle, uh, it means Supra's executive, which they dissolve, is the one that must reorganize the next executive. And that is exactly what Supra wants. Supra is not concerned necessarily about the ANC losing the elections itself. Because his power base, he wants the, the, to get his power under the ANC, as things stand right now. Now, uh, the one of saying there's, a, there's a, a, a losing battle, we've had this discussion before. The, the, the Supra, uh, I am not sure what, is, what uh, uh, independent investigations have already been concluded in the Northwest concerning Supra and the so-called looting spree that has gone on. What we do know, for instance, in talking to Treasury officials, there's a lot of municipalities that are generally insolvent, a lot of government departments that are short of money. So on the financial side, there's been a lot of looting of money. Mm. That we know. Mm. What we do not know, uh, I do not know, sir, speaking for myself, is what types of investigations were successfully concluded in the North such that uh, there can be quick prosecutions. So if Supra regains power, he will want his people in every district, in, in every area, to be in place to make sure they frustrate any types of investigations that they want to, to, to well, take place are. and so on so, and so forth. So that is a key win for, for Supra okay. in, our, in all of this. Lots to consider. Let's, of course, see what's going to happen. And we'll leave it at that for, for now. Thank you for your time, Sandile Swana, the lecturer at the Wits Business School. Appreciate your input as Thank always. You, right, we're going to move on now to, so we don't have drama tonight, as you know. If you followed Josie Dark, you would have known that it ended last night. Climax, culmination last night. There's a new series, drama series, um, that starts on Monday. Looking forward to that. But it does mean we've got extra minutes to talk about other things today. And we will talk about Please Call Me or the Please Call Me movement now. Uh, and all the goings on in the last few days around that. And, of course, the central per- character there. Uh, well, two two central characters. One would be uh, Inkosana Makati and the other would be Vodacom themselves. Let's try and make sense of what's actually happened and what about the reputational fallout, if any. All that comes up next.